Layla's day off was canceled when she was called to duty for an apparent homicide investigation. She got dressed quickly, wearing a yellow blouse, black pants, and flats. She had been instructed to meet Chung at the crime scene, where a young woman was found dead. Layla drove down Hanawapi'ilani Highway east toward Kihei. Without having ever laid eyes on the victim, she anguished at the thought of her passing and those who might be affected by it. Unfortunately, in her line of work, Layla knew she had to be thick-skinned at the same time. This was all too clear in the last case she worked on. A 12-year-old girl was murdered by a 15-year-old neighbor who had become fixated on her. When she rejected his unwanted advances, he became despondent, stole his father's handgun, and shot her to death. The case rocked the island of Maui and put the spotlight on gun accessibility, juvenile crime, and mental illness. It was something no parent should ever have to go through whether their child was the victim or offender. Layla wasn't sure if there were children in her future, but the thought of them not being given the opportunity to grow up was gut-wrenching. She pushed the thought back as she pulled up to the curb behind Chung's vehicle on East Liloa Drive. Also present was a police cruiser. Ah, sorry to pull you away from your lover boy on your day off, Chung said clearly getting some sort of satisfaction out of it, as if to say misery loved company when it came to his own dating woes, which he made no bones about. I'm sure you are. Layla sneered and gave him the once-over. Chinese-American, he was in his thirties, around five-nine and slender, with short black hair and dark eyes. He was dressed in his usual detective attire of a print shirt and light trousers, They had been partners for less than a year, though it somehow seemed much longer. He had come onto her once, but was quickly put in his place. Bring me up to speed, she said. I've got a murdered Hawaiian female, tentatively identified by a driver's license, Chung said, holding it up with a nitrile-gloved hand. That was found with some other belongings near the body. Yoshi Akiyama, age 27. I'll leave it up to the coroner to determine the exact cause of death, but by the looks of it, I'd say she was attacked by someone with a long knife. Layla winced at the thought. Did you find the weapon? Chung shook his head. As far as I know, there's no sign of it yet. But you can ask Officers Zwen and Spinelli. They were the first responders. Layla glanced over at the two officers. They were talking to an elderly man who was holding a dog on a leash. Who's that? Lloyd Shaughnessy. He, or should I say his dog, discovered the body during a morning walk. So where is she? Layla asked. This way, Chung said as he headed toward the field of tall, dry grass. Layla walked behind him and quickly spotted the victim. She was completely naked, aside from the high heel shoes. Why did the killer not remove those, too? Her long, dark hair was like a halo around her pale face. Her hazel eyes were wide open, as if to stare death in the face while being unable to communicate who killed her to the living. Her legs were pressed together, giving no clue as to whether or not she had been sexually assaulted. 
As though reading Layla's mind, Chung commented, Bastard probably raped her and then silenced her for good with the knife. Layla counted at least a dozen stab or cutting wounds, which indicated that it was personal for whoever killed her, and they wanted everyone else to know that, too. We'll see what the coroner has to say about rape or other sexual assault amid this violent killing, she uttered. Chung seemed almost disappointed that the victim may not have been raped. He took a few steps to the right, pointed, and said, The killer dumped her clothes and handbag over here. The bag has her wallet, credit cards, and some money, which means this wasn't a robbery gone bad. It's like the killer wanted us to find these things, but not on the victim.